Today on the newscast, new details about a near miss between Israel and a Russian drone team inside Iran. Is this another sign that Russia and Israel are on a collision course? Find out next. Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've been telling you here over the past few months about the growing military and defense alliance between Russia and Iran and the larger implications for Israel. Clearly, folks, Russia is aligned with Israel's greatest enemy, the Iranian regime. So in the long run, and perhaps in the short run, that does not bode well for the world's one and only Jewish state. We are now learning that there was a near crisis narrowly averted back in January involving Israel and a Russian drone team inside Iran. Stunning details here, folks. We'll share them with you in a minute. Before I do, quick reminder just to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Things are happening very fast in the world's most chaotic and volatile region, and you don't want to miss a single upload as we break down how all of this matters to you, no matter where you live. Okay, a rare source that we're going to start with here today on the newscast. The Washington Post, uh, left-leaning to say the least, I would say an outright left-wing publication, no doubt. Not a big fan, but in this case, there is some pretty solid reporting here by the Washington Post on an incident that occurred in January 2023 inside Iran. Now, there are broader implications to this story as well involving Russia and Iran, the drone program. But let's start with the basics, the near miss between Israel and a Russian drone team, a team of Russian engineers and managers that were on the ground back in January 2023 in Isfahan inside Iran. Now, they were working at an Iranian drone factory. Well, at that time... Israel, and we reported on this on the newscast back in January. You can check it out here in our archives. Any of the videos you missed, just go to our homepage and click on newscast. They are all right there. But January 2023, three reportedly Israeli drones attacked this Iranian drone factory. How's that for irony? Drones attacking a drone factory. Nonetheless, as this Israeli attack was unfolding, reportedly uh, carried out by Israel's Mossad, its spy service, there was a Russian drone team visiting on the ground in Isfahan, spending, I'm sure, a lot of time at this drone factory in Iran. More on why they're doing that in a minute. They had to hunker down on orders from Iranian officials. They had to hunker down inside of their hotel and not come outside as this Israeli drone attack was unfolding because Iranian officials believed that the other shoe may drop and that the Israeli attack may go even further. Maybe there were more drones on the way, more strikes on the way. Nonetheless, this Russian team had to literally take cover, according to this Washington Post report, inside of their hotel as all of this unfolded. Now, folks, could you imagine if these Russian engineers, their drone team, if members were wounded or even killed by an Israeli strike, what would that have done to Israeli-Russian relations? We're going to explore that a bit more in a minute, but some more interesting uh, details 
from this report. Now, apparently, someone working in a Russian drone factory leaked these details to the Washington Post and said, hey, this is, this is out of control. We've got Iranians on the ground here at this factory in Alabuga. I think I'm pronouncing it right, east of Moscow. We've told you about this facility in prior months here on the newscast, how it was in the works, how Russia wants to mass produce these Iranian-style uh, Shahed-136 drones off the assembly lines, ostensibly to use them in Ukraine and elsewhere. Uh, but at Alabuga, this employee, I guess a disgruntled employee, leaked these documents to the Washington Post. It's fascinating stuff. They're all right there. But the plan uh, by Russia is to mass produce by summer 2025 some 6,000 of these Iranian-style drones. When I say Iranian-style, some have called them suicide drones, kamikaze drones. They are unmanned aerial vehicles that are packed with explosives and flown into a target. Now, Russia has used them to great and deadly effect during its campaign in Ukraine, but that know-how and that technology is coming from Iran. We've called it here Iran's drone dynasty, where Iran is mass-producing domestically Iranian-made drones inside of Iran, rolling them off the assembly lines and exporting them to Russia, but also, of course, to its various proxies like Hamas, Hezbollah, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the Houthis, Shia militias in Iraq and Syria, basically the entire Iranian ring of fire that surrounds Israel right now. And surely, and Israeli officials know this, these Iranian drones will be used in any future campaign against Israel. But also the Russian relationship has become crucial, not only for Iran, but for Russia, as we've laid out here in previous newscasts. Look, Russia has become, in a sense, uh, reliant on these Iranian drones. Uh, hundreds already have been delivered. Russia has used. Now they are running low and looking to replenish, reportedly. And Iran is all in. Iran is supplying these drones. Russian, as you just heard, teams are traveling frequently to Iran for training from the Iranians. So it's a very rosy relationship right now, mutually beneficial for both sides. But the end game is this major factory in Alabuga, east of Moscow, where 6,000 drones, folks, is the plan. Apparently, according to this Washington Post piece, Russia is behind schedule in it, but nonetheless, the plans are there, no doubt, to roll thousands of these drones off the assembly lines. I believe in many ways drones have changed and will change uh, modern warfare, no doubt. And the Iranian regime takes great pride and boasts frequently uh, about their drone expertise. And Russia always has been the senior partner in that Iran alliance, which has grown increasingly close, to special, close, especially since the Ukraine invasion in February 2022, where Russia largely isolated on the world stage. But Iran has stood solidly behind Vladimir Putin's regime, as has the Assad regime in Syria. And Russia needs Iran now, folks, has always been the senior partner, but is in a position now where it actually needs Iran for weapons replenishment. Also North Korea, China uh, and the like. So that relationship is increasingly close. Brings us to our main point here as we wrap up. It bodes not well for Israel, to say the least. Number one, you had the near miss back in January. That's the tip of the iceberg. How about in Syria, where you have thousands of Russian troops on the ground while Israel is operating on a regular basis against Iran and Hezbollah in that country? 
God forbid there's some sort of a collision there where Russian troops were killed or, or injured uh, by Israeli fighter jets. Israel obviously is taking great pains to avoid that and to avoid any kind of conflict with the Russian bear. That's why they have Israel and Russia, a so-called deconfliction mechanism where Israel gives Russia a heads up and says, hey, we're coming in before it carries out operations in Syria against Russia's good friends, Iran and Hezbollah, which brings me to the final point. As Iran is bolstering the Russian military, and it's a prophetic point, as Iran is bolstering the Russian military, and Russia is actually, in a sense, becoming reliant on this Iranian military and drone assistance, what does Iran get in return? We have posed this question here in the newscast many times in recent months. It's a quid pro quo. Iran is not doing this out of the goodness of its heart, clearly, the Iranian regime. So what are they getting from Russia? Are they receiving perhaps nuclear know-how from Russia? We know that Russia has or plans to deliver more advanced, more updated fighter jets to Iran to bolster Iran's severely outdated air force. But what about Syria? Which brings me to the larger prophetic question. You have to think that Iran has nudged Russia over the past several years and said, hey, we're your friend. We're supposed to be allies, and yet you're allowing the Zionist entity, as Iran calls Israel, to hammer us left and right in Syria and, and embarrass us and Hezbollah uh, on Syrian soil under your noses, under the watchful eyes of Russian troops. This looks bad for you, Russia, and it's certainly bad for us. Maybe you should employ a no or enforce a no-fly zone over Syria and put a stop to these Israeli airstrikes. Well, that's not outside the realm of possibility, folks, number one. And number two, that's a no-go for Israel. Israel must retain freedom of movement and operation in Syria to push back the Iran-Hezbollah terror machine in that country from Israel's border and to destroy advanced weapons transfers, in particular precision-guided missiles, transiting through Syria into the hands of Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. So do we have an eventual collision course between Russia and Israel? Their relations, in my view, have been unraveling steadily over the past year and a half or so, especially in the diplomatic realm, where Russia never misses an opportunity to side with Israel's enemies, like Iran, obviously, and also at the UN to condemn Israel on the Palestinian issue, Jerusalem, Syria, and much more. Prophetically, I believe there's absolutely a collision course here. The book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39, it's called the War of Gog and Magog. Funny name, I know, but very important for the days to come, where I believe Russia, in really what could be considered a great betrayal of Israel, leads a, what Ezekiel calls, latter days confederation of nations, including Iran, against Israel. Now, the good news is they don't get very far, and the God of Israel directly intervenes. Read the scripture again, Ezekiel 38 and 39, and this invasion force meets its demise on the mountains of Israel. But certainly, we see the prophetic chess pieces moving on the board right now. Look for continued tension between Israel and Russia in the days to come. But the good news is, you heard the outcome of Ezekiel 38 and 39. God Almighty is still in control, always has been, always will be. So take heart. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today here on the Watchman Newscast. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.